This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. After you listen to the podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, L-I-N-G-Q dot com, and study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Well, here we are. Hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. Another English Link podcast. We're uh, enjoying the summer, although today's not uh, as nice as it has been. But I guess one of the, uh, obviously one of the global phenomenons this summer is the Olympics in uh, Beijing. Yep. And, uh, of course, that's one thing about the, why are, why is it Beijing now? <laughs> I know that's one of your pet peeves. That, what I find, you you are annoyed because we are forced to call it Beijing, Whereas in other languages, they continue calling it what they always called it. Right. Pick uh, or picking or, or whatever, but but uh, we call it... But what really annoys me is when they call it Beijing. <laughs> Why? I mean, J is pronounced J in English. It's Beijing in Chinese. Why do they call it Beijing? It's someone just, trying to be even more... You know why it is in Canada? Because correct. In Canada, to English-speaking Canadians... Mm-hmm. A foreign language must be pronounced like French. Right. That's so, part of it. That's part of it. So Beijing no. is Beijing. The thing about it is, I, I don't mind calling it Beijing. It makes no difference to me. What is annoying about it is that it seems like every time we turn around, someone is telling English speakers, uh, you can't do that. We have to do this to be more sensitive yeah. to these people, and we have to do that to be more sensitive to those people, and... Well, why? Why? Well, That's, if you're talking uh, about, there's so many different cities in the world that are called different things in different languages. Why right. do we English speakers all of a sudden have to start pronouncing them like the original? No, and nor do we call Rome Roma. Exactly, or Milano, Milano, or Paris. I mean, it's just no, we don't. Anyway, it's just silly. I agree. It's silly. And in fact, I understand that in Bombay now known as Mumbai, There's the locals one. still call it Bombay. Of course. So you can change the name of a place? I mean, however the name evolved, that's the name. Anyway, let's get back to, let's get back to the Olympics, uh-huh. where uh, in the case of Canada, everyone was moaning the fact, bemoaning the fact, moaning over the fact uh-huh. that Canada had so few medals. Right. And then our first gold medal, maybe, I don't remember if it was the first, but one of the first, was a very interesting story because it's a female wrestler. Now, right. first of all, we don't think of female wrestlers. Right. It's not something we would normally put our daughters into. No. Uh, and then I watched her when she got into the final, and she was so quick and so clever. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. And then it turns out that she's from Hazleton, right. which is a town way up north in B.C. where... I don't know, there's lots of unemployment and uh, there's also a, quite a large uh, First Nations, like Native community right. there. But it, as in a lot of those communities that to the outsider might seem somewhat dysfunctional, mm-hmm. actually those communities are very tight-knit. Right. And so that community raised a lot of money. First of all, they had a, 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 a wrestling program at the high school started by a teacher. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting is the influence that one person can have. Right. So he started this wrestling program he got even girls involved. Of course, a lot of people were against the idea of having girls involved in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they developed a, a real elite program of people from Hazleton, mm-hmm. this town, mm-hmm. 500, 800 people. A nothing town. Nothing town. 
buried in the mountains, like nowhere, right. way up north. Yeah. And so this girl, whose parents emigrated to, who were refugees, right, refugees from Vietnam, yeah, came to Canada, started a new life. He, I, I think the father worked as a carpenter and then right. started some business up there. And then she ended up. She went to the University of Calgary and she was involved in wrestling. And obviously, she has a talent and she's done well. But it's just an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And so that and and she, I mean, we talk about Canadians always think that other countries spend a lot more money on their athletes. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. Right. If we see some weightlifter from Turkmenistan or something, maybe he got his whole village to pay for him. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We always think we would do better if we spent more money, but money can't replace what. What obviously the talent that this girl had, and then the whole the way the whole community, well, the program mm-hmm. at the school, and the way right. the community got behind it. So I think that's a real, um, that's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Interesting story. Then I think we won some medals in uh, in rowing. So now we've already got like seven medals. And uh, some of the other countries that have money that don't do well include like Sweden has I think three medals. Right. Switzerland has two or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So there are countries that don't seem to make that a a priority, but there those countries have much fewer people than we do too. I mean, based uh, on population, yeah. we should uh, we should probably do better. Probably do better, mm-hmm. and probably. I mean, I think it maybe depends on the sport. Like, I would imagine that rowing might be fairly uh, expensive as a sport. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of countries that can afford it. Yeah, all the countries in Europe and Japan they can right. all afford to have a rowing team. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I think there there probably is a tradition. I think Canada has always been strong in rowing, so right. there's a tradition, so yeah. there's people around. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly the success, I mean, China, I mean, some of their athletes, they're divers, mm-hmm. they're gymnasts. Gymnasts, just I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've always been strong in And they've in always sports. been strong. Yeah. And, and, of course, there's Russians lots of, as well. Well, the Russians, too. And there's lots of medals in gymnastics. Yeah. And swimming, there's lots of medals. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Phelps. You know, that's amazing. And the other thing amazing is the Jamaicans, for such a small country, Wow, the guy, the 100-meter guy. I mean, he's not even trying. He's flying. That guy's unbelievable. The the rest of the guys aren't even close. Well, but even the girl uh, who won the... uh, The the Jamaicans went one, two, and three in the 100-meters dash. For the the women? women, Yeah. I didn't see the women's. And and the girl who won it, I mean, she was just flying. Hmm. But apparently in Jamaica... You know, there's quite a tradition. Track right. uh, Donovan Bailey, who yeah. was a Canadian gold medalist, right? Originally, who emigrated from Jamaica right. when he was 14, and therefore is kind of a now he's a Canadian icon, but right. he's originally from Jamaica. He said uh, that's the sport down there, right? Track and sprinting, yeah. So I mean, the Ethiopians dominate in the in the distance races. Yeah. So countries have their traditions. Right. But uh, but having said that, that. I mean, usually in those races, it's quite close. Like right. they're they're talking about split seconds either way, but that uh, Usain Bolt in the hundred meter, like yeah, he, he at the end he wasn't even trying. He was he was gliding like floating at the end. He was so far ahead faster? of everybody. Oh yeah, like he kind of stopped before the finish line and started celebrating. Really? Oh yeah, like it wasn't even close. Was not even close. Really, I didn't see his race. You yeah. know, I don't know what I was doing that. Like day. you don't. To me, it, from the hundred meter races that I've seen in the past, I mean, he was just so far ahead. Like it wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. They, he was, certainly wasn't fighting to the last second to get over to get over the line. Right. Like the commentators were all saying, you know, he should have stayed with it. He would have right. broken the world record by more. Right. 
he started celebrating before he crossed the finish line. Well, anyway, we'll get to see him in the 200-meter final as well, oh, yeah. which is his better event, apparently. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah no, he, that guy was amazing. The, obviously, Phelps, that's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. not just amazing that, okay, he's amazing because he won six, I guess, Eight. five, but on his own. Right. Oh, And, and, and then yeah. there were two or three team. Uh, right. But the fact that the team also won, won I mean, for all those factors to, 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 to fall into place... And and not and, by much necessarily. And not did you see the one the butterfly where he basically was behind the guy, the Croatian guy or mm-hmm. Serbia, whatever the guy was, uh, and basically overtook him like right at the last split second, one right. by a hundredth of a second or something. Like it was unbelievable. That was the butterfly. Segment. The butterfly, yeah. Well, he did. Phelps did the butterfly segment. No, no, no. The the uh, it was like the hundred meter butterfly. Oh, I oh the, so, his, his, where he's raced he, on his own. Raced on his own, and, and oh. this uh, I can't remember whether he was Serbian or Croatian or whatever he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of those two. Uh, he he was in the lead the whole way. Really. And with about five meters to go, he kind of reached out for the wall when he probably should have taken another stroke. And just as he was gliding in, he was ahead all the way to the end. And Phelps came from behind, took an extra stroke, and his, he's with his extra long arms just managed to get a finger in ahead of that guy. It was hmm. unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, of course, I mean, everyone is, is commenting on how well organized the games have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, some comment about the, uh, the situation where they had some girl, I didn't see this, singing uh, whatever song it was. And singing it very well, but they right. didn't. They felt that her teeth were too crooked, so they substituted another girl, uh, you know, to be the to lip sync. Yeah, you know, synchronizing her lips. Right. And so this was criticized, and some people say, "Well, you know, they do that in the movies too." Well, yeah, that's okay, but that's not the same. And no. very often they'll say, you know, sung by so and so. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of uh, unnecessary. Right. You do have these kinds of thing kinds of things go on like they uh, sometimes when they have outdoor uh concerts uh or shows at halftime and they have a performer out there they they aren't in fact singing live they, right. they're playing the 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 uh, audio and they're lip syncing right. on stage yeah. for whatever reason so and then that comes out later and people make a big fuss about it so i mean it, it does occur i think i seem to remember right. there was a some kind of a, a rock group that lip synced all their videos and then finally it came out i mean i guess it does happen but but yeah i'm sure it happens but it's just that here when you have a little girl right singing so well then everyone sort of Wow, look at her. She's yeah. tremendous. And yet that's not the girl. I know. That's a bit... Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, not quite... Uh, not quite... Uh, right. Yeah. You know, another interesting thing, and interesting on the subject of the Olympics, was the Spanish basketball team, which had a picture taken right. with them all pushing their eyes back, mm-hmm. you know, more sort of oriental eyes type of thing. And this created quite a controversy... And some people said that this was racist and stuff like that. There wasn't much criticism in China. Mm-hmm. No one was particularly perturbed by it. Uh, there were a lot of sort of politically correct people in North America or elsewhere in Europe who said this was terrible and right. stuff. But I must say, whatever. I mean, if if uh, if uh, a bun- if a group, the Chinese basketball team, put on uh, uh, either Afro wigs. Right. Or blonde wigs to pretend they're either black or Swedish, or whatever. Right. 
I mean, I don't see why that's such a bad thing. Right. I mean, I, people get so sensitive about it. I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that, I mean, I guess they thought it was funny. I don't really really think it was I, I can't see why funny. they would do it. I don't do see it. why they would do it either. I, no. I, I, I don't know. It's, well, it's, it's like, here we are in China. Okay, yeah. here we are in China. People have almond eyes right. in China. So there are however you want, or slanted right. eyes, as it's yeah. sometimes. Obviously, the word almond eyes is considered a nicer term than slanted eyes, right. or whatever. But, yeah, people can say, you know, long noses or right. or whatever, curly hair. And yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think it's what you what you put into it. Anyway, that was a bit of a, a, a rather childish thing to do. It doesn't make the yeah, Spanish basketball team makes, look very clever, but still, it just makes me think. Like I, I don't think like that would never happen here. Maybe because, never, never because I think probably because we see Asians all the time here. Right. Presumably in Spain, maybe they don't have many Asians. Right. I don't know. Uh, I think Asians probably are more of a rarity. Right. Whereas here in Vancouver, where it's 40% Asian, right. it's not a big deal. No. But, uh, I mean, in I, Can- I, I was surprised. Like, they did that. Really? That's kind that of childish. Just, I, I was surprised. But, I mean, it's just in a mood of playfulness. I, People I, are hamming around. There's, exactly. There's like, an expression, hamming around, yeah. hamming it up, right. and the picture's being taken, and mm-hmm. so... They did this thing. Uh, absolutely. In general, I think people are far too sensitive about uh, all that that kind of stuff. I mean, right. it, it doesn't bother me. It's just uh, people just take themselves too seriously. Right. That's well, I mean, you take for example, I uh, speak Cantonese, and in Cantonese, I mean, the most common word to refer to a European is guaylo. Mm-hmm. Now, guaylo, <laughs> strictly speaking, means like ghost person, right, or devil, or something <laughs> like that. And that's just that's their standard term. Right. That's the most commonly used term. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they'll say, oh, that's not, uh, you know, there's no uh, no intent, yeah. uh, whatever. But when you really think about it, it's not a very nice term. No. It's and, not. And when they, when, you, when they say, oh, there's no intent, to, that's exactly the same with all the terms that are used. Uh, exactly. That we use to describe people. There's right. no, most of the time, there's no, most of the people using them, there's no harm or right. in, intended harm at all. So, but... Uh, Unfortunately, here we're not allowed to. We're well, it also sensitive. has to do with the history of how these different terms were used, mm-hmm. and and if the terms were used in a very sort of, uh, you know, as part, you know, by people who are obviously very racist, and mm-hmm. if there's a history, like in the case of black people of being lynched, I mean, there's a pretty right. grim history right. of persecution of blacks in the United, mm-hmm. in the southern part of the United States, for example. But today, to carry on, and and typically the people protesting about the Spanish basketball team. Uh, are not people in China who thought right. oh, either they thought they were stupid or or, or they thought it was insignificant. Right. But it's the uh, Canadian Chinese uh, <laughs> activist society, right. most of whom are quite content to say guaylo all the time when they're referring right. to uh, Westerners yeah. or Canadians, right. or uh, uh, but who want to be so sensitive yeah. about uh, any opportunity to find a slight. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I agree with you. The world would be a better place if we learned to take it easy a mm-hmm. bit. And uh, but a lot of these things are. Yeah. I guess it depends uh, on how people are. Right. You know, people are conditioned to now to yeah. react. Oh, it's just horrible. Well, it isn't really. I mean, they're just words. Right. People just have to take it easy a little bit. Yeah. But uh, anyway, getting back to the Olympics. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it's great. It happens once every four years, and uh, I'm trying to think of any other notable... Well, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting was the mayor, not the mayor, the premier, like the prime minister of British Columbia, our right. province, was in Beijing at our expense, taxpayers' right. expense, yeah. swanning around, as we call it here, you right. know, uh, and uh, he had a press conference to announce something that was of no significance to anyone. Mm-hmm. But, of course, the Chinese press was there, and the Chinese press are very miffed, as a word, miffed, annoyed, that the Western press has been so critical mm-hmm. of many of the arrangements leading up to the games right. about the... Uh, the torch parade and stuff like this and the western press was complaining about pollution and one thing or another so the Chinese reporters started grilling our premier what are you going to do about the uh, East Hastings there's an area of Vancouver which is very run down and where drug addicts gather mm-hmm. and it's extremely unpleasant to go there and uh, they said what are you going to do about this are you going to clean it up for the uh, for for the olympics because mm-hmm. Ca- uh, vancouver has the olympics in 2010 the winter olympics right and apparently he says oh yeah we'll have it cleaned up what a stupid thing for a politician to say mm-hmm. he hasn't got it cleaned up yet right what makes him think he's going to have it cleaned up in two years mm-hmm. so anyway i got a chuckle out of that but yeah. politicians will say <laughs> right <laughs> unfortunately politicians i don't want to get into that no no. Maybe other countries have better politicians than we do, but I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I think. Uh, hey, but somebody's got to do that job, right? Yeah, that's right. So we have to be. Part of it to... is that who wants to be a politician? Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no. But we are going to have the Winter Olympic Games here, which is not nowhere near the event that the Summer Olympic no. Games is. We like the Winter Olympics better because there's uh, less competition for <laughs> <Right>. our athletes. <laughs> That's right. We have some definite advantages there. Well, I bet you the Chinese will prepare for that. Oh yeah, they have a lot of people who live in in very in a very cold climate. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, but yeah, there's Europe lots is the main of countries that uh, the climate thing uh, it needn't necessarily be. Uh, uh, that important like the uh, Russians obviously do very well at the Olympics the Norwegians uh, the Norwegians summer Olympics I mean oh in the summer yeah summer the summer Russians, the yeah. Russians still they do well in the winter and summer right uh, the Japanese have a lot of medals right you know summer and winter yeah they do well in both so they haven't always oh no I think they did really well this time because mm-hmm. normally they've done well in the uh, gymnastics but this year right. they did very well in swimming mm-hmm yeah, and they seem to be everywhere. Every yeah. event, you found the Japanese person was in right. the, you know, was in competition mm-hmm. or in the finals and stuff. Yeah, they, they and the Koreans. Well. Koreans are doing well. I know. Koreans did well. Yeah, and the Italians and the French. Italians, yeah, and French, yeah. yeah. English actually do quite well. Yeah. They do well too. I was someone on the radio as I was driving in was saying we should be able to be close to the, you know the British or because I guess population wise they probably have about twice as many people as yeah, we do, do, but they certainly have more than twice as many medals. And, um, but they have perhaps more of a tradition in certain mm-hmm. fields, mm-hmm. maybe in track and field. They certainly had a stronger swimming program. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. swimming is a big one. There's lots of medals. So many in swimming, medals to be, and be climate is no factor. No. So it's how good your program is. Exactly. How long? How early you can start them swimming? Yeah. So forth. yeah. Well, apparently that Phelps guy from age eleven swims has swum like every day, <laughs> every day, all day, all year. Anyway. I guess that's probably a good place to end it. Okay. And we'll talk to you all again another time. Okay.